Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Take a Shot with Amem Joy Emma. I am your girl, your host, Amem Joy Emma. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to today's episode, I hope you're listening with some love, some joy, some hope, some peace. If you are not, well, then you know the drill. I am sending that your way right about now. I am so excited about today's episode because I get to talk about the Queen, Queen Bee's new album, The Gift. Have y'all heard it? I've heard it. It's been on repeat. I mean, I hear no flaw. I see no flaw. I am getting my entire life. I mean, I could go on and on about that woman. I have loved her since I was a, I don't even remember. Um, I toned it back a little bit because I was a little bit, I was doing a little too much back then, but um, I still very much love and respect her. And this album has made me love her even the more. But I want to talk um, a little bit about the song. There's a song on the album, it's called Brown Skin Girl. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Well, this episode really is inspired by that song. And it inspired me to tell my story on just my relationship with brown skin with my skin um if you notice like the song has kind of gone viral a little bit a little bit people you know listen to it and cried people being me me i i listened to it and cried the first time i heard it um and you know there's been this brown skin challenge which i think is beautiful women brown skin women are loving our melanin and celebrating our melanin which is always right um, but I, it just reminded me to talk a little bit about my story when it comes to brown skin and why I cried the first time that I heard this song. And I realized I actually, um, haven't talked about that on this podcast. So I thought, why not? So as some of y'all know, I'm Nigerian. Um, I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria, um, for the first, mm, let's see, 10, 11 ish years of my life. And then at about age 10 or 11, I don't remember anymore, but somewhere between that time, I moved here to the United States and I've been here ever since. And, you know, growing up, I don't, you know, I was thinking about it and I don't ever remember a time in my life that brown skin was celebrated at all. Actually, I remember... I went to boarding school in Nigeria, you know, when I was a little girl. And I remember in boarding school, there was a white girl in, you know, of course, we're all black and she was the only white girl in the school. And again, this is just my experience back then. Things might have changed or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm just talking about my experience at the boarding school at that time. Um, this white girl was celebrated and she was celebrated for nothing else but being white. And so for, from when I was a little girl, it always felt like white skin or light, you know, light brown skin was more celebrated than brown skin or dark brown skin. And I say that because even, you know, after I left the boarding school and I went back home, I was given like creams, you know, to, to use all over my body because I'd be looked at and um, I would hear you're getting too dark and you need to get a little lighter. So I'd be given a cream and and the cream would make me lighter. 
And when I would be lighter, that was when I get the compliments, when I was lighter. When I stopped using the cream and, you know, was back to my cho- all my chocolatiness, I didn't get any compliments. I only got compliments from whether it was family members or just random people that did not know me would say to me, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. And I would notice that they would say that only when my skin was light. So I started to internalize and say, oh, okay, you know, you must only be beautiful when you're light. And so, you know, I had that mentality all throughout my life um, until I actually came to college. And so when I went to college, I got into a relationship with God. And, you know, when I did, this was like my sophomore year of college. Um, when I did, you know, I went through a period where he was just like stripping me. When I say stripping me, not literally, but like, you know, asking me to let go of certain things. And one of the things that he asked me to let go of was my creams, my uh, the creams I used to lighten myself. And that was like one one because he asked me to let go of a lot of things. But that was like one of the hardest things that he could ask me to let go of because I was like, come again? You want me to let go of what? (laughs) I was like, this makes me beautiful. How could you tell me to let go of this? And so that was like one of the hardest things I ever had to do was let go of, you know, those screams. And to this day, I don't know how I did that, but it must have been God helping me, giving me the strength to do that because I finally let it go. And so he started like working on me and helping me when I say working on, on me and helping me, I mean, the more I spent time with him, the more I got into a relationship with God, the more that I would actually start to see myself as beautiful and start to actually contemplate that maybe I was actually beautiful without the the creams and all of that stuff. And so I went through that. And then also because I was in college and I was away from the environment and the people that would affirm me only when my skin was light, I actually got a shift of perspective, not only on how beautiful I was without all that extra nonsense, but how other people around me were beautiful too. It was the first time that I had ever, you know, I had, you know, brown skin and dark skin friends growing up, but, you know, I didn't think anything. I didn't think about beauty when it came to my skin or anybody else's skin. So in college, when I started working on myself and learning and, and growing and God teaching me about and helping me see myself the way he saw me, um, I also started to see other people around me and especially other dark skinned women. And for the first time, I started seeing that they were beautiful too. And this was the first time ever in college, in my life, ever that I had looked at dark-skinned women and said, oh my God, you're stunning. And it shocked me because I'd never felt that way before. But it was, it wasn't, again, it wasn't until I left home and was away from um, the, the people that influenced me that I was able to see like brown skin is beautiful. It took a relationship with God for me to see myself. And anyway, so I say all that to say that it's clear that I'm not the only one. My story may be just unique to me, but it's clear that we are that brown skin. And we we know this, but it's evident that brown skin is not celebrated enough because I wasn't the only one crying when they first heard that song. And so... 
Of course, I celebrate Beyonce, a Black woman, using her platform to celebrate us and to celebrate our skin. And I, I'm i just thrilled. Like, there's this video that I saw on Instagram of this beautiful dark-skinned girl, and I think it was her mom, singing the song to her daughter. And I just, of course, that made me, like, like jelly inside. I mean, it just it melted my heart to to see that because I'm like, man, you know, what wonders that would have done for me when I was a little girl to hear that my skin is beautiful. I'm sure that little girl has probably heard otherwise, but to hear a song that validates her and, uh, you know, somebody that loves her singing that to her, you know, her story prayerfully will be different from mine that she'll get to grow up and she'll get to love that melanin and she'll get to walk with her head held high because she's made in the image and likeness of God because her skin is beautiful. And so I, I literally, I celebrate Beyonce for even putting the song out, but it doesn't stop here. That's a, I love the song. Um, and I'm excited about what it's doing for the culture. I'm excited for the conversations. I'm excited for the healing. I'm excited for uh, what it's doing in the Black community. But also, I- I'm like, you know what? It doesn't stop here. This- the song is just the beginning. And I'm realizing like that there's been a lot of hurt when it comes to us not being celebrated and rightfully so, but we have to be responsible for our lives and go after our healing. So again, the song is a great place to start, but it's it doesn't stop there. It's time that we start to say, you know what? I'm tired of waiting for somebody else to affirm me. Again, being affirmed is great. Like being celebrated is wonderful, always. But also on the other hand, we have to be able to to know and recognize within ourselves that we are beautiful and that somebody else coming alongside us and celebrating us is just another uh, it's, it's another piece of the pie. Like we already know this. I already know this. I already walk in this. This is who I am. And you celebrating that makes it all the more wonderful, but I'm not waiting on you to celebrate me because I already know who I am. And I already walk in all my beauty and all my glory with my head held high with the crown on my head saying, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am made in the image and likeness of God. And I do not need your validation to tell me that I'm beautiful. Now, again, again, let me stress, let me stress. I love, you need to be celebrated. The, you, you, Everyone needs to be affirmed and celebrated, but that cannot, if, if being affirmed and celebrated is your only source, that's the only way that you get to see yourself as beautiful is if you're affirmed and celebrated. And without that, you don't think if somebody doesn't come and affirm you and and lift you up and say you're beautiful that you yourself don't believe you're beautiful that's problematic and so i think that we have to start you know this is a part of adulting and start saying you know what i want to finally see myself that way 
Yes, thank God for Beyonce. Thank God for men and women that celebrate my skin, that celebrate my beauty. But I want to see that for myself. I want to see myself that way so that I can be influence the young girls that are in my sphere of influence so that I can pass this on so that the next generation coming up after me don't have to go through what I went through when it comes to beauty. And so it's time for us to take responsibility for how we see ourselves and to get healing. It's time for us to get healed, honestly. And some of the ways that I know have been working for me, this is still, I'm still a work in progress, y'all. But always as I learn, I love to share what I am learning. And I, these are the ways that you know, have helped me these years and I hope that it helps you too. And the first thing in learning to love myself and love my skin and love my my body and love all that God has made me to be is prayer. The first thing I do is pray and I say, God, and I'm honest, like, listen, when it comes to God, I'm honest, <laughs> like, because he already knows the truth anyway. So if I don't like see myself, if I don't believe that he loves me, I'm like, I don't believe that you love me and I need you to show me because I don't believe that. And I want to believe it. I'm not like, I don't just like you don't do fake. I don't do fake. I'm not a Christian because I grew up being a Christian. I'm a Christian because God affected my life in a real way. And I have a real relationship with him. If I did not, I would not be a Christian because I don't do, I don't have time to like, do things just because it's supposedly the right thing to do. I, I'm not a Christian because it's it's what I grew up in and it's it's the way. No, I, I do it because I'm like, I need help. And they say that you're real and they say that you're God. So help me. And he did. And my life was changed and became better all the way for it. And so when it comes to God and my prayers, I try to be, I'm not perfect, but I try to be as honest as possible to say, I don't got that. So when it comes to, you know, my prayers, I say, you know what? I don't see myself the way you see me. You say I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You say I'm beautiful. You say I'm made in your image and likeness. I don't see that. I don't see myself as beautiful. And I need you to show me what you see when you see me. And so that's the first step that I would say to anybody is just to say, you know what? God, I don't see myself as beautiful. People say, you know, God makes no mistakes when he creates us and da, 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 da. I don't feel that way. And I want to see, I want to see that you didn't make a mistake. I want to, I want to see myself the way that you see me. And I feel like that's the first step and just praying and asking for that. And I believe in prayer. I believe God hears our prayers and I believe that he still answers them. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is watching our words. Words of affirmation are a real thing. Like it, it's not just some you know, new age, whatever, like it's real. Words have power. And the words that you say to yourself, the words you say to yourself about yourself mean something. And the more you keep speaking positively about yourself and over yourself, the more you are shifting your mind, the more you're shifting your perspective about how you view yourself and the more you're 
causing yourself to believe the words you're actually speaking because you're speaking it over and over and over again about yourself. And so when you speak positively over and over and over again about yourself, you are changing, you are causing a paradigm shift. You are changing the way you think and the way you see yourself, okay? And so for again, first thing is praying and asking God to help you. And the second thing is you know, partnering with God and saying, you know what, I'm going to start to speak positively about myself. I'm not going to speak negatively anymore. And so I'm going to celebrate myself. I'm going to use language that celebrates myself. And that means being self-aware. And then also it's being self-aware about the messages that you're internalizing. Media is, is interesting and has been interesting for a long time. What I mean is, although there's a shift in culture and, you know, brown skin is, you know, now being more celebrated and now there's a lot more inclusivity than there was before and all of that, I'm here for it. But at the same time, there's some media is still problematic. And so now, like I say, this is your life, your life, your responsibility. So you have to start being mindful about the types of media that you're consuming. And so if you are listening to a song, watching a show on somebody's Instagram feed, and the messaging that you're getting is one that is not celebrating you, is is only tolerant of you or just downright disrespecting you, then you need to shut that down. And that's something that you need to say, you know what, I take responsibility for myself and this isn't building me up. So I don't want to allow this messaging to influence me any longer. So it's got to go because I am that important. You know, I, I love social media because it's a microphone and, you know, it amplifies our voices and it gives us a platform and all these things. But, you know, we do a lot of complaining, but I'm like, what are you going to, this is your life. Like, what are you going to do if you do not want something influencing you, then decide that, you know what, it's not going to be a part of what I allow myself to consume anymore. If I listen to watch something, see something that doesn't celebrate my skin, doesn't celebrate my body, doesn't celebrate my hair, that's it. For me, I'm no longer going to consume that because I value me and I'm working on something and that something is me. And I will not, I will no longer tolerate anything that says I am less than what God says I am, which is fearfully and wonderfully made, which is beautiful, which is a queen, all of that. I refuse to to tolerate that and I just won't. And so we just have to get to that place where we're just like, I take responsibility for my life and I will listen to, absorb, be influenced by things that are building me up and not tearing me down. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you were able to get some things from this. Again, I'm a continued work in progress, but you know, when I heard that song, I was like, yes, I, I have to come on here. I have to talk about this because honestly, beauty and y'all beauty in general is something that I'm very passionate about, even past just the skin, even the uh, skin, body shape, body sizes, uh, what we see in the media, all of that. I'm passionate about it because when you when you finally start to get healed and finally start to see yourself the way God sees you, you start to look around and you start to say, hold up, a lot of what I'm seeing is celebrating one standard of beauty. 
And God created us in so many different shapes, sizes, and he called us all beautiful. Why is it that we are only accepting a certain standard and size of beauty? That is not the way that it was intended to be. God made us different for a reason, but in all of our differences, we are all beautiful and we all shine and radiate in the beauty and the glory of God himself, like period. When I see somebody else that doesn't look like me and is also beautiful, I see a piece of God. When I see, you know, and and that continues. When you see somebody that doesn't look like you, you should be able to look at them and see a piece of God as well. Because again, we are made in the image and likeness of God. And so this is when it comes to beauty and standards of beauty. Um, it's just something I'm really passionate about because I, we have been lied to about beauty for so long and it's negatively affected us and affected the way that we see ourselves. When God looks at us and he says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made in my image and likeness. When I made you, I said that you were good. Who lied to you and told you that you weren't? And when you get your healing, you start to get really annoyed and and honestly infuriated at the lie that you're not beautiful at the lie that there is only one standard of beauty you start to and this is why I celebrate people that are in the beauty industry and are challenging what has become the norm so that's where this episode comes from y'all that that's where I am with this I'm still working progress but Change is coming. I believe that. And I celebrate everyone that's using their platform to make a change. Beauty is diverse. And we need to start seeing that. Thank you so much for listening. You already know I love and I appreciate you. Let me know what are your thoughts on today's episode. Did you ever struggle with what I struggled with? Or maybe you had a different story. I would love to hear all about it and how you overcame or maybe how you're in the process. I would love to hear all about it. Um, I am on social media. I am on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram at MMJoyEmma. Or you can reach out um, via email at takeashotpodcast at gmail com. All that information will be in the show notes of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I definitely invite you to share this with others who you think might benefit from this, from this episode as well. Also, if you are a listener um, and you enjoy the show, then I definitely, definitely encourage you to get on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and rate and review this the show. What it does, it just lets others know that this show is here. So I would love and appreciate you if you did that for your girl. Thank you for listening. I love you. I appreciate you. And as always, I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.